I want to ask you, please, in these few minutes, don't walk here in this room and don't talk to the person next to you. I beg you, be connected because God has something to speak to you. Do you believe that? God has a word for you and please, in these few minutes, be connected. And today, I want to teach and to preach. My message is, you have a loving father. You have a loving father. And I have a question to you. What comes to your mind when you think about God? Quickly, think. What comes to your mind when you think about God? Why I am asking you this? Because what comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. What you think about Him is the most important thing about you. People have different ideas, different notions about God. Even people that are in church. For a lot of people, God is one angry man up in heaven. Waiting for them to step out of the line so he can punish you. Some people, they have this, this God in their mind. Please, if, you have, if your view of God is all flawed, then your life is going to end up being flawed too. If you don't have the right image of God, you will not have a great relationship with God. If you don't have this image of God very clear, you're not going to know the God that I had one encounter with him. And if you want to see what God is really like, you have to read this Bible. You have to read your Bible and to look at the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus said many things about God. When you are reading your Bible, you are going to see. Jesus said that God is the creator. Jesus said that God is a judge. He said that God is sovereign. God is a powerful God. But there is one thing I want to share with you today. But only in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the four gospels, Jesus said the same thing about God. A hundred and eighty-nine times he said, God is a father. God is a father. A hundred and eighty-nine times, only in the four gospels. God is a father. When you think about God, what do you think about him? The one who is angry at you. Waiting for you. Do something wrong and is going to chew. To say something. You are a bad boy. When, when Jesus was teaching. About prayer in Matthew chapter 6. He starts with two words. Our father. This is the, the beginning of the word. The prayer that he taught us. When you pray, you don't go and say, our Lord. When you pray, you don't say, our judge. When you're going to pray, you have to go and you say to pray, our Father. Our Daddy. Our Daddy. Not our Lord. Not our judge, our king, our ruler. But... Our Father. When you pray, do you have that in mind? He is 
your daddy. Your daddy. When you go to pray, you have to go and say, my beloved daddy. When you talk to God, you should talk to him as a father. Not as any father, but your father who is in heaven. Not as any father. Not as the father that you had. Because I know many people are listening to me. You didn't have a good father. You, have one, you had one absent father, maybe. And now you have this struggle. When you look to him and say, Oh, my father. And you have to look at him as your father, but is in heaven. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. Do you remember when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist? How many of you have read? The Holy Spirit. When Jesus was being baptized, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. Then one voice from heaven speaks. What that voice speaks? This is my worker. Yes? Oh, this is my servant. No. What the voice said? This is my beloved son. You have to change your mind about God, please. If you don't have this picture of this father, you are serving another God, a different God. And, and the Matthew 3, 3.17 says, Then a voice came from heaven say, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Please, I want you to notice one thing. Jesus was starting his ministry. He had done nothing about his ministry until that day. Nothing. He was just starting. He hadn't fed the 5,000 people with five loaves. He hadn't turned the water into wine yet. He hadn't healed the sick. He hadn't gone to the cross. He hadn't done any of the things he was called to do. He did nothing. But what his father said to him? What his father said to him? You are my son. I am happy with you. Please, it's not what you do for God, it's what you are. Maybe you received some lies. It's not your job. It's not because you are preaching the gospel. It's not because you are working for the kingdom of God. It's not what you do. It's what you are. And the Lord is saying to you, you are my son and you are my daughter. And you have to change your mind about God. You have to change the picture that you have about this God. Please. He's not here to punish you. Because he loves you. He said, he had done nothing. And the father said, yet his father said, I am well pleased. <laughs> I am happy. I have two daughters. I'm not happy for what uh, my daughter does for me. I am happy. I am pleased because they are my daughters. And I am their father. It's not about what you do. It's about what you are. What the image you have of God. Do you know the problem? The problem is the enemy. He's going to do everything he can 
to destroy your fatherhood. To destroy your relationship with your father. This generation, today's generation, is the fatherless generation. And this is not one by accident. It is a plan of hell from the enemy. He's destroying the fathers. And if you look to your father, you are going to say to, say to me, my father was not a good father. Do you know why do you have this image of an angry God? Do you know why? Because sometimes I'm talking to people, I am listening the prayers of people, and, and, and the image they have of God is an angry God. A God that's going to punish everybody, a God that's going to kill everybody. But this is, do you know why have, you have this image? It's because of your earthly father. Because of your, the father that you had. Maybe some of you didn't have father. Biological or, or you had one absent father. Your fad, father was not present when you needed him. You felt abandoned. When you needed your father, he was not there to defend you. Maybe when you were at school, you waited for him to receive you. As many people used to come to receive their parents or their fathers. When, but at school, he never went there to receive you, to protect you as a father. Or because of the divorce. That happened in your family. Or because of the death. Some of you. You lost your father. And some of you had. Abusive. Abusive fathers. Your father should protect you. And your father abused you. The one who had to protect you. He abused you. Abuse you verbally, emotionally, and even physically. Or maybe you had one passive father. He did not assume the leadership of the house. He only was a hard worker, as you do. You, you just work, 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 work. He said, I need to give money to my house. I need to... To, to buy food, I need to, to give uh, everything that my family needs. But you are one absent father. Because you don't pray with your family, you don't spend time with your family, and everything is money, money. And you, uh, you are one absent father in your house. Even they have father. The truth is, now is the point. No one had a perfect daddy. No one. And there is no perfect daddy. There is no perfect dad on earth. You can expect a lot of your daddy. Even me, even myself. I am a father. And I failed. And all of you, you're going to fail as a dad. Because of our imperfect earthly father, we have distorted the vision of God. Because of our imperfect daddy, what we did, we distort this image of our heavenly daddy. And now I want to talk to you, going to the end of this, this message. I want to talk to you about the most famous story in the Bible. Do you know what 
What is the most famous story in the Bible? The story of the lost son. That story is known in the Bible as the parable of the prodigal son. But did you know prodigal son is not written in the Bible? Did you know that? Maybe it's in the title, but it's not written in the Bible. Prodigal son. We gave this title. Some men gave this title. And we say it's the prodigal son. But for me, the best title for this parable should be the parable of the loving father. The parable of the perfect father. <laughs> and you are going to understand now why the loving father and the perfect father. Because you know the end of the story, what happened at the end. When he came to his father, when he had destroyed his life, what he found? A loving father. Please, today I'm going to challenge you. Today I'm, go I'm going to challenge you and you are going to give one answer to this preaching. Because today you have to, to decide, Lord, I'm going to go back to your presence and I'm going to serve you as a true father. This beautiful story is written in the book of gospel. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. But uh, you, sorry you have to read at home. Because I have no time to read from verse 11 to 32. Okay, but please read it at home. Are you going to do that? Okay. Luke 15, from 11 to 32. You have this homework, okay? And Jesus tells us, please be connected to me. Don't get distracted. Jesus tells a story about a son who wanted to get his in inheritance and to live home. One son, he was in the house with the father and he wanted to live home. Did you know the, the lost son is the picture of all of us? The lost son is your picture. The lost son is a picture of all of us because we are trying to run from something to some point. We are trying, running away. This son went away from home, as many people do. Many people are traveling from home to another parts of the world, hoping to find purpose and meaning. And they are destroying their lives on a wild life. You know what I'm talking about. Many of you that maybe are listening to in the, in the internet, or maybe you are seated listening to me, you said, okay, I'm the father of the house, but I want to live my own life. And then you start drinking, smoking. Many, many of you end up in drugs and end up in depression. And some of you thought about suicide. We have the story of this runaway son and the picture of God who is loving and searching. A picture of a man away from God. And what I'm preaching, it's to all of you. And I want to say something that I should, that I should say. Uh, I was about to say at the end, but I'm going, I'm going to say to you right now. The father had two sons. One left home. But he had two sons. And both was lost. One was lost outside home. And the other was lost inside. You are going to see at the end of this message. And in this message, don't think if you are just here, you are okay. Many people, they don't have the revelation of God. 
Because that son that was inside of the house, he didn't have a good relationship with God. Why? Because he was not happy when the another son came. And we are going to see at the end. But his father loved his two sons. And his father had a farm. And that young man, he lived in a wonderful and beautiful home, said the Bible. But this young man was dissatisfied. And this young man goes to the father and said to the father, Father, I want to live. I want to go on my own. I am old enough. And now I want to go out and to see a little bit of life. Maybe it's what we are, you are saying. This is what some of us are doing. I want to live my life. I want to go anywhere. Let me just get away from here. This young man wanted the pleasures of this world. This is what he wanted. Maybe you, you are thinking, if, I, if I'm going to serve the God, Lord, the Lord, maybe I need to go to the other side. I want to go. But I want to say something to you. You never will be happy away from your father. And, you are, and at the end, you will destroy your life. Some are running away from church, from the house of their father, but they will never be happy, satisfied, and completed. Do you know why you are not going to be satisfied? Do you know why? Because we were made in the image of God. You were made by God and for God. And you have a body. And, but inside of your body is your spirit and your soul. And your, and your spirit and your soul were created in the image of of God to full fellowship with God but that fellowship was broken by sin so inside of you all of you inside of you you are constantly screaming and crying out for something that you are not sure what is it you are crying out for something that you do not know what you are looking for. You think you will find in another country. Some people come to me and say, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm going to go to another country. Maybe I'm going to go to another job. Maybe I'm going to move to another town. They are lost inside of the house. They are lost inside of the house. And many people think they are going to find in other relationship. I think I needed to divorce and to start another relationship. <laughs> or parties, alcohol, drugs, sex, success, money. And at the end, you will be sad, depressed, and anxious. That's the end of all of us. You are actually searching for God and you don't know. All of us, we are searching for God, but we do not know. Pay attention what I'm going to say now. You will never find that total satisfaction and peace and purpose and meaning in your life until you have surrendered your life to live for Jesus Christ. You will never you find pleasure in life. I know what I am saying to you because I tried. I tried. I tried. And when my life was near to be destroyed in alcohol, drugs, sex, everything, when I was, my life was destroyed, I had to come back and say, Lord, 
Do you accept me? This trash. Do you accept me? Accept me as one servant. But he said, I'm not going to accept you as a servant. You are my son. And this is what the Lord is saying to you. You are his son and his daughter. And the Lord is calling you, my, da my daughter, my son, come to my, to my house. Come to my house. Many people that are listening to me, they have no satisfaction, no purpose, or meaning in life. You are hungry for something. You are thirst for something, and you don't know what it is. This young son that we, we are talking about, in his rebellion, he left the house of his father. And headed to some city. Trying to be happy. But do you know what happened with him? Do you know? Do you remember? When he got there. With all the money. He had a lot of friends. He had a lot of friends. And because he had a lot of money. He had a lot of beautiful girls. On his arms. But. Uh, that son. Wasted. All his inheritance. What happened later. Then depression came. He lost his money. He gambled a lot. He drank a lot. The woman took a lot of, of him. And he found himself alone. And no money. When you have no money left, you have no friends, you know. You have no friends. Nobody was interested in helping him. Because he, he was broke. Then depression and recession came over his life. He had rebelled against his father. He had rebelled against his family. He had rebelled against his church. And now he's paying the price. You can do whatever you want. One day you will pay the bill. It's like credit card. Some people love to spend money using credit card, isn't it? Because you buy... You don't use money. But what happened later? Huh? <laughs> this is what's going to happen. One day you can go, go out of the church. You can go away of the Lord. You can follow your own steps. You can walk according to your mind. But one day you are going to pay this bill. And you are going to pay a very high price. And maybe you are not going to have the chance to repent. As many of people has happened. I know people, they were in church, they left the church, and they passed away outside the church, and they never came back. And today, maybe they are in hell. This is a sad story, but I know what I'm teaching. I am preaching the gospel for at least 30, more than 30 years. And he, in that process, when that man leaves God, he leaves God's house. Trouble begins. Sometimes it's a long process. But sometimes it's a quick process. <laughs> he was worth nothing. He had no home, no money, no friends, no family, and no job. Listen to me, please. It is impossible for us who were created for eternity to ever find anything in the things of this world to satisfy our soul. I'm going to say it again. It's impossible for us who were created for eternity to ever find anything on the things of this world to satisfy our soul. 
The Bible says, when I have a shepherd, I have all I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When you have a shepherd, you are going to be satisfied. When you have a pastor, you are going to be satisfied. Mark 8:36 said, what do, you what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but your soul on but you lose your own soul? What is the your the benefit? You can make money to have a good life, but to have a lost soul. Your soul is the most important thing than all the world. Did you know? Your soul is the most important thing. Your soul is more important than gold, than silver, and all the riches of this world. Your soul is worth more. And I'm here to say, God loves you. He didn't give up on you. Your father in heaven, he loves you. Not because of what you did or you didn't do or did. No. He loves you. Do you know why? Because he created you. You were created by him and for him. And all satisfaction in life, you are going to find in him. He formed you. Amen? God loves you. And he sent his son to die for you. He suffered. He died on the cross for you. But at the end of the story, that young man, he got a job. He got a job. But the point is, he got a job and he became a slave to a former friend. Of, of his who had a farm. She got, he got a job feeding the pigs. What was his job? Feeding the pigs. He walked out from under the discipline of his father but now he's under the slavery of a stranger. <laughs> what sad story. He walked away from the, the love of his father to be a slave of a stranger. He exchanged discipline in the house of God for slavery. Every time Every time, look at me, that you don't accept the discipline of God's house, you will become a slave in the hands of Satan. Every time. You cannot be neutral. You are either a servant of God or a servant of Satan. Or you are in the hands of God or you are in the hands of Satan. You are saved or you are lost. You are either in God's house or you are in the world. And maybe you can be in the church and you can be lost. In Matthew 6.24, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. No one. You are not going to serve birth, both. Some people, they are in the church on Sunday, on Monday, Tuesday. They are on the internet listening world, world music, music that don't worship Jesus. They are feeding themselves with things of pig. But on Sundays, they are here. Glory to God. But on the rest of the week, they are worshiping Satan. Be careful. You can be in the church, you can be lost. 
Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. For you, you hate one and you love another, or you be devoted to one and you despise other. No one can serve God and yourself. Or you are going to serve God or are going to serve yourself. And many of you, you are serving just yourself. Your pleasures, your desires. And the, the, Jesus said that you have to deny yourself to serve him. If you want to be my, my disciple, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Because he loves you and he has greater plans for your life. Can you say amen? amen? The lost son had all this bad experience. Now he had, he had he have a job. And he sits down with the pigs. He is eating the pig's food. He looked like a pig. He's smelling pig. His life is destroyed. He's in depression, and maybe he thought of committing suicide because his life was so bad. But Luke 15, 17 says, this is the point. When he finally, when he finally came to his sense, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. But here I am dying of hunger. It says, he came to his right mind. And today, can you come to your right mind? Can come to yourself. You can come to yourself. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. You are, maybe you are away from God. Even you are in church, but you are away from God. You are not yourself, and you need to come to yourself. Luke 15, 18. What he did say, uh, this is a powerful verse. Let's read all together. I... I will home to my father. Father, I sinned against both you and heaven. Wow. Then he was there with destroyed life and said, I will go home. And this, this young man said, I have sinned against heaven. He admitted his fault. He admitted that his fault was not God. It was not the church. It was not the brothers and sisters. The fault was not the pastor, the leader. He, uh, he said, I sinned. It is my fault. I will go home. I will go home because I sinned. I sinned. That is what you have to do today. All of us. This is not a word for some of you. This is a word for all of us. Stopping giving excuses. But recognize your sins and come back home. Stop giving excuses. Ah, because I don't like that church, I don't like that, oh, because of that brother, because of that leader, because, no. Say to the Lord, I have sinned, it's my fault. Come back to Christ, surrender your life to Christ. Maybe you are a member of a church. You go to Sunday service, but Deep down you know that you are away from God. Deep down you know. You are coming to church. You go to church every Sunday. But in your heart, deep down you know. You are away from the Lord. You have no relationship with Him as a father. You have no pleasure 
This is why you don't pray. You don't go to prayer meeting. You don't, you, you don't, you, you don't go to Bible studies in the church. Nothing is important for you. It's just you have to work, work, work. This is important. This is what I'm teaching and preaching. Maybe you can be in the church and you are lost. And this young man rebelled. And he reflected about it. And he repented and decided to go home. And he said, Father, I sinned against you. I don't deserve to be your son. Please give me a job just as a hired servant. But what happens when he was coming home? What happened? Do you remember? When he was going home, all dirty and filthy, his father was there in the house. Maybe his father was there every day. Every day for many years. He was there. Is my, is my son coming? Another day he didn't. Is my son coming? But one day, far away he saw someone coming. And started looking and said, who is that? Who is that man is coming? Huh. Looks like my son. He walks like my son walks. He's skinny. He, he's not so strong as he was. But maybe it's my son. It's my son. And when he was near, he looked and said, Wow! It's my son! And he starts running, 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 running. And then when he, he saw his son, what he did, he hugged him. He said, son, you are welcome home. You are welcome home. You are welcome home. And this is the word for you today. The Lord's not here to say, Wow, what you did. You destroyed your life. The father didn't say, Wow, you are smelling big. <laughs> Many people can say to you, You are smelling cigarettes. You are smelling drugs. You are smelling alcohol. But the father didn't say anything to him. But the father said, Please, bring a nice robe, a nice clothes. Bring a sandal. And bring a ring. Because my son was lost. And he was found. And then let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Maybe you are one of these sons and daughters. I want to invite all of you right now to close your eyes and you are going to be standing with your eyes closed. But please don't move. No one move, but stand, stand in your feet. But don't talk, please. Because there are something the Lord wants to do today. This is the picture. Look at me. First, this is the picture that you have to have about your father. That young man, he didn't do anything good to his father. He came dirty, smelling pig, smelling alcohol, smelling drugs, smelling cigarettes. <laughs> How I was. Years ago, and when I come to Jesus, some brothers in the church criticized me because I had long hair. And some people said, what is this man doing here in the church with this long hair? And maybe some people is criticizing you in the way that you are. 
But the loving father, this father I'm teaching you, said, you are welcome. But you have to do one thing. You have to recognize your sins today. You have to recognize your sins. And please close your eyes. Close your eyes. God is waiting for you. God is waiting with love. He loves you. He is here not to condemn you. Don't walk, please. Please, don't walk right now. God is waiting with his love. He will put his arm around you today. His arms. He's going to give you a robe, a sandals, and a ring. But you have to decide. You have to say to your father, Father, I am come back home. Please, if you want to accept him, maybe you are away from him. Or maybe you are in the church for many years. But you know, deep down you know you are not serving him. No one will judge you today. No one. No one will judge you if you come here in front of this church today. No one will. But you have to be brave enough to take one decision. And if you, if you recognize that you need to return to your, fa your, the, the, your father's house. If you need to repent. Then I want you, first of all, raise up your hands, please. If you are maybe uh, away from the Lord. Maybe you are not serving the Lord. Or maybe you are not sure of your salvation. Please, raise up your hands. Yes, there are many, many, many hands. Don't look around, but there are many hands. Put your hands up, please. And you are saying, Father, I am coming home. Raise up your hands. Yes, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up and say, Father, I am coming home. I tried to, sir, I, I destroyed my life and I am coming home. Lord, I tried to go to another place, but I'm going to be in your house. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be faithful to you. Keep your hands up, please. And he, because you are showing yourself to the Lord, and you are declaring, Lord, I am coming home. I love you. I want to serve you. You are saying, Lord, you are a loving father, and he loves you. My beloved brother and sister, he loves you. He longs for your return. He longs for you to come back home. He wants to forgive you, and he wants to guide you, to guide your life. And if you want to accept him, please, I want you to, to come forward. All of you, don't, don't, don't look to the person next to you. Just come. Every person that Jesus called, they, Jesus called them publicly. Yeah, you can come and be in the front. No one is going to, 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 put, to say anything to you. You can be here. Look, look at me here. Please. Now, I, I challenge you. If you are not sure about your salvation, you that raised your hand, please come forward. This is your family. The Father is receiving you today. Come, come, please. This is a special day. I told you, the, the Father is speaking to you. The Father is calling you. Come forward, yes. I, come here in the front. Yeah, to give more space. Yeah. One step. Yeah. If you raised your hands, be brave enough. Come. Every time Jesus called people, they called them publicly. This is why we are doing that. And you are showing God, I am. Everybody saw that young man coming, that he was returning home. And today the Lord is calling you, come home. If you raised your hands, please come to the front because it's. The Lord is writing a new season in your life, a new time. Yes, thank you for coming. Yes, I am waiting. I am waiting. There are more people here. Maybe one day you accept Jesus. God bless you. Maybe one day you, you accept Jesus, but you are lost. And the Lord is speaking to you, come home, come home. 
Come home. There's salvation for you. Oh, something powerful is happening today. Because the Lord is writing your name in the book of life. Oh, if you... Yes, thank you. God bless you. Yes, we, I am waiting. There are more people here. Please, if you are away from the Lord, you, maybe you are not serving. You are in the church for many times. But you are saying, Lord, I am in the church and I feel lost. Or maybe you are not sure about your salvation. Please, come forward. Because a new time is coming. The Lord brought you to this place, to this country. And He has a plan for your life. And today He's going to do something very powerful in your life. I am waiting for you. The last call. In Jesus' name. Beloved Father, thank you for all these people that are here today. They are renewing their covenant with you. They are declaring, Lord, that you, their life belongs to you. And Lord, I do pray for all of them. Change their life, Lord. You that are here in front, some of you, the Lord is speaking to you. Satan, he planned against your life to destroy you. You walked with me in the past. In the past, you served me. And Satan, he tried to destroy your fatherhood. And then you are walking according to your own will. But the Lord is saying to you, I am writing a new page in your life. And a new time is coming over your life. Now I want to invite all of you. Those who are in front and those who are standing. Put your hands in your heart. And pray after me and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You are my father. I love you. Forgive all my sins. I have sinned against you. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. And today, I'm back home. I'm going to serve you. I love you. And you love me. And today, I'm coming back home. Accept me, Lord, as your son. Today, I declare, you are my daddy. You are my daddy. And I love you. Thank you for your great love. In Jesus' name I pray. And I thank you for this time. New time starts today. I'm back home. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. And all of you that are here in front, you have a family. We all are here as a family to love you. And now I want you to turn from your family to turn to them. I want you to uh, let's applaud them.